Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan. to Arma Eyes Sports Podcast, The Eye on the Ball. It's been a busy weekend on the GAA scene as the Senior Club Championships got underway. Um, as usual, there are bound to be at least one surprise um, in any championship games. And the first casualties were um, Bally McNabb, who were beaten by Madden on Saturday night. Um, this was a shock result for many, um, a the NAB were hoping this would be their year, but um, Madden had other ideas. The other teams that made it through to the last eight were um, Cross McGlen, as expected, uh, Clan Aaron, Calivi, Munnabon, Armagh Harps, um, despite an awful run up to the championship for them. Uh, Mahari beat Drummontee, um, and Pearsog beat um, Gullihanna on Sunday evening. I was at a couple of the games myself. On Friday night, I travelled to Ballymacnab, where Mullabon beat Anik Moore. And um, I spoke to Peter McDonnell after the game and got his reaction. Um, on Saturday, I went to Pearsold Park for a thriller between Calivi and Grange um, that went all the way to extra time. When Calivi won out, I spoke to their manager, Paul McArdle, who was delighted naturally. But before all that, um, I had the chance to speak to David O'Brien, who's the chairman of Corinthigo Football Club. Corinthigo might be a small club, but they have huge ideas. Um, over 15 years ago, they began a massive project with dreams of building a new pitch, a clubhouse and a whole community centre. Um, their dreams have come to fruition. They've built the pitch already. Um, that was phase one of the project. Phase two is underway now and should be ready in April or May, where they're building a huge community centre, which um, David took me around to see. Um, phase three is actually underway, um, where they're building another pitch. So things are really happening in Corinthigo and David told me all about it. So let's hear what he has to say now. So, David, um, it's really nice to meet you. You're the chairman here of Corinthigo, and I can see you've been showing me around here, and it's incredible the amount of work that's going on here. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a very exciting time for us, um, not only for all our members, but everybody in the local community here. Um, Thomas Davis, most people wouldn't realise, is, is is the oldest GA club in this area, oldest GA club in Newry. Uh, unfortunately, we fell in lean times of emigration and we came in we came out uh we were there in 29 gone in 31 back 33 left you were again gone in 52 weren't you yes we uh out in 1952 and from 52 to 82 we ceased to exist as a sporting identity uh, and unfortunately people in the area then went and played for other clubs uh notably the likes of Cara Krupp and the famous tommy lynch and he, he ended up becoming county chairman he then connected with, with Cara Krupp, but he started here. Uh, and then from 1982 onwards, um, we were in probably the lower echelons of the league, Division 4, Division 3, Junior, Intermediate one year, 
and we won the junior championship in 1982 with some notable success. Yeah, and that was age. your first year that you just you just reformed uh, again. That was the first year you reformed. Reformed and again, and uh, like so Frank Harvey, who's still our treasurer. Frank was a part of the championship panel. Jerry O'Reilly, who is the driving force behind this development. Jerry played midfield that day. Uh, Jerry's a former county footballer, and uh, Jerry lives just beside us but he went to Carcroppen when we we ceased to exist and then came back again when we reformed but yeah no it's exciting times uh the building itself there's a lot of people have to, to thank you know um in the community our local politicians uh the DSD uh Banbridge Council our own year in more district council it's Ban- ABC council the ones who are overseeing it um but what Hopefully now, we'll see now, April, May of next year will be the completion of this project. Six changing rooms, foyer, uh, storage room, uh, large hall upstairs, uh, which will be used for, say, functions, underage training, Pilates, whatever. Um, And then we'll have kitchen facilities as well upstairs. Uh, It's three floors, three storeys, and there will be... um, a lift to the second and third floor as well. Um, this is, um, many people may be surprised, is the second stage of our development. Uh, Liana, we can see here out in front of us, is the pitch. Um, we never had a pitch. We never had a full-size pitch. Now, we had a small pitch on the old crossroads there in Karanchico uh, many years ago. Um, and we had that for under 8s, 10s, 12s. But we only could play grade 3 under 14 in it. So we were very, very restricted. Uh, and with ingenuity, uh, good planning, I uh, thought uh, those in the club, uh, Anthony Havern, Jerry O'Reilly, Frank Harvey and many, uh, got behind and secured this site. And with the help of the council, um, we purchased and then developed. Seamus Corn was a developer. But the, the work you see around uh, the ball stops, the goals... Uh, the fencing, uh, the concreting, that was all done by volunteers. Um, every Saturday morning for the period of 18 months, every Saturday morning, there was a small gang of merry, merry men here every every morning from about half seven to 12 o'clock. And we did it that time because, you know, for those are families, the rest of Saturday was free, uh, all voluntary. Uh, and our... Elder statesman in the club, uh, Liam Mullen. Liam was our county board representative. Liam used to come down with tea and sandwiches. So everybody, everybody chipped in. Yeah, um, it's a real, um, definitely. A, a, I mean, for such a, you know, you're a small community, a small club, but you're you've got huge ideas, obviously, and um, you know, you're just a mile outside the city. But this, there's obviously a real commu- sense of community here. Well, we are a small club. There's no doubt about it. We we are a small club. But when we had no facilities. We fielded it under 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, and occasionally even at minor when we had no facilities. We're small, but it's not a small community. It's a very, very large community. It's a big community here. Like, the term West Newry has been coined, and it's true. There's a population of 19,500 here, which is in the Newry end uh, of, of the county. Uh, it has been probably forgotten about by many. It is up to us to uh, re-establish that, you know, we are... The, the the only RMR club in this end of the town. We're the only RMR club in Newry. Traditionally, we've been up the mountain. That's where Crunch would have been. Then we moved to the crossroads, and now we're here. 
Thomas Davis Crunch, we're, we're sort of marking ourselves as Thomas Davis because we're trying to establish ourselves as a Newry club because we are, we're in the confines of, you want to call it the town or the city. Uh, our catchment area would have been the Chancellor's Road and the Chancellor's Road is getting heavily built up. Then the estates of Antonavie, Castle Key, Barcroft, um, the Glen Hill and the Dublin Road. So it's not that we're encroaching. We're probably because we have the facilities now we can hold on to players, we can attract more. But we are the only RMA GA club in this end of the town. Uh, we want to see the other GA clubs, the likes of Bosco, Mitchell, Shamrocks, um, do well as well. But unfortunately, I, I believe that Newry, uh, for the population it has, you know, and it is, a, it is a large populated area on the island of Ireland, it hasn't really fulfilled its potential in any sport, whether it's soccer, rugby, hockey, GAA, we have a large population here. Uh, the facilities are not here uh, in either in either in any sport, and we are. Yeah, the facilities aren't here for soccer either. I mean, it's well known that um, you know, near the Newry area, the facilities are not here, and this is a massive project. Well, this is a massive project. Like you know, when Jerry, Jerry, and Aunt have to take tremendous credit, uh, we're all involved. Uh, this wasn't done in a year or two. Uh, I remember many years ago, uh, I had my son Liam in my arms when we were marking out the initial site for the bulldozer to come in. And when was that? Because I know I've spoken about this to people and it was, if I recall, it was quite a few years ago when this project started. Well, Liam's 15 now, so that's 14, 15 years ago. Um, this And this project, it was even commenced before that. You know, So you're talking this project is 17, 18 years in existence. It's not done overnight. I'm not criticising any other sporting organisation in, in Uri. What we did, we had to get off our ass. We had to do it. We had to fight for funding. We had to fight to establish ourselves here. You know, it can be done. It can did be done. Did you get done. any of the lottery funding that was available for sports clubs at the time? Uh, that was a couple of years ago? No, no. We're, lottery funding is very, very difficult to obtain. Now, there are med, uh, the Department of Communities were very, very appreciative, very, very supportive. Uh, and Jerome Barnes as well in his outlet was very helpful uh, as I said earlier ABC Council as well and our own uh, Newry Council but you know we we have a massive population in the confines of what is now a city unfortunately facilities and as years go on land is going to be at a premium we have secured 15 and a half acres here not just for the men but also for the female uh, members of this club we have an under 16 girls team the idea would be in 2021 to put out a senior ladies team in the RMA Senior League. Uh, the reality is, going back to Newry, the female population are poorly catered for. There's very, very few female teams in the whole area of Newry. And we want to capitalise on that. And we want to, now we've, we've always had fielded the 8s, 12s, 14s, 16s. But now is the time to push on and field a senior ladies team. Um, what about the senior men's team? Now you're quite a, you're quite a young side. I know you've you know you, you know you've probably struggled a bit over the years. But I mean, what are the uh, the the thoughts this year and in the league and stuff like that and in the championship coming up? Yeah, it's 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 funny. Like most clubs uh, in Germany, I would speak to it would be that the same. COVID has helped us somewhat in that it has kept young lads at home who might want to travel. It's also uh, re- rejuvenated some lads who want to come back and play football. 
Uh, with a bad defeat last Friday night, we have a number of injuries, unfortunately. We have two cruciate ligaments, we have one broken finger, we have two concussions. Uh, and that's all happening in a very short base of time, because we only came back and played on the 17th of July, our first game was Mullabrack. We won out there. We played cross and lost on a miserable Friday evening, and unfortunately we lost here last Friday night against Balik. We have our first round of the championship match against Mullabrack next Friday night in Newtown. That's a half seven. And if we get beyond it, then we have Newtown in the next round. There is a possibility to go far. Our object- I did quite well in, in, was it 2017? You did quite yes. well to get to the final, to we, the final of the championship? We did. We had a fantastic year that year. We got to the final. Uh, we had a brilliant run. Uh, Ian Demacourt was the manager that year. We had a we had a good good bond. The players were great. Um, Jordan King got a, an all-star out of it uh, in, in the semi-final itself. John Bradshaw, we call him Jarhead here because he's in the Irish Army. Uh, he had a, a a brilliant game. He marked John Martin, the, the, the former Armagh footballer, out of it in the semi-final. Uh, but the boys played brilliantly. Cross and Glenn seconds would have been overwhelming favourites. Uh, we got to the final. Uh, it's the old adage, if the game went on or two or three minutes against Ballyhagan. Yeah, it was a very close finish, wasn't it? It was a very close. And fair play, Ballyhagan were a very sporting team. They, they deserved it. If the game went on another three or four minutes, we would have we would have we would have won it. But it doesn't go where the game is. It's thirty it's thirty minutes each way, and you know, unfortunately, you know, it didn't go on. We didn't we didn't win it on the day. But I believe we get the semi final this year. Our our target would be have as good a run in the championship as we can, um, and league 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 this year is obviously to finish as high as we can. Uh, we're a very very young team. We're also unfortunately like any other small club. We have players working in Belfast, um, Dublin, uh, Kildare, uh, various places. So for them to commute back for training and for matches, it is difficult. But we're the same as every other club. But there's a number of key individuals, like Jordan King again. Uh, we have a new goalkeeper in Cal McYardle. Um, Connor Brennan is coaching the team this year. Connor's very, very young. He's only 22. Connor works as, as a, a, a games promotions officer in County Mead. So he's full of ideas and full of experience. And then Archie Carl Cummins is the manager this year. So look, we're we're young, uh, we're ambitious side. At the same time, we're a very very ambitious club, as you can see from the clubhouse there, Elaine, where we're going. Six changing rooms, uh, massive um, hall upstairs, which we use for catering, training, you name it, uh, Pilates, whatever. But like we're an ambitious club, uh, even though that uh, our clubhouse is stage two, the community building stage two. We've already commenced and started on stage three, which is the second pitch. Uh, when, when do you hope for it, that to be finished? Or yeah, well, <laughs> uh, well, that's, it's, it's difficult. When when like, we, we've been playing around with ourselves, it's all voluntary. Um, but you know, there, there's two sides. Do we go for grass pitch or do we look for funding for the, the new four G five G pitch? Uh, Newry is crying out. It's crying out for facilities. There's no doubt about it. As we said, soccer, Gaelic, rugby, hockey, whatever. In the winter months, there's very, very little out there. You know, St. Coleman's and the Abbey are fantastic in providing the facilities to everybody, whether you're in Down or Armagh or further afield. Uh, I'm involved with the Armagh minor hurlers and senior hurlers, and we train there as well. However, we believe there's a niche in the market. We do need extra training facilities. And long term, what we would have there would be a 5G pitch for, you know, for not only for ourselves the club, but also hiring out for other other clubs and other disciplines. But at the moment at the meantime we probably have a grass pitch 
you know, and go there. And then beyond that then would be your, your bun skull, uh, which uh, there's been a feasibility study done on that already. Like, So it's a very exciting time in this whole area here within the club. But a lot of time and a lot of effort has gone into it by a lot of individuals over the years. And you yourself now, I mean, you're talking about a lot of time and a lot of efforts. You said you're involved in the in, in Armagh as well. You're involved. So you, you, you're you a busy man. Yeah, my wife doesn't see me. No, I'm involved in Crave Roo as well. Crave Roo is the local hurling club up the road there, Crave Roo in Camla. Uh, I'll be on the committee there and register and uh, help out with the underage. Um, and then I'm the county hurling officer. And therefore that means I would tie in then with your, say, the, the, the county under 17s, 15s, County Senior Hurlers too, and then I've been Kasha Banishore, the County Manager Committee, and CC. But when you are involved in a club, you should um, offer your services to the county because when you're in a club like this, I, I was secretary here for 14 years, I'm on the committee, maybe 20. So you, you gain an insight. It shouldn't be just that those in the very big clubs go on to the county board. Everybody has, has a skill set to, to offer, especially in a junior club. We well, especially because GAA is a grassroots organisation. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's a grassroots organisation. But at the likes of here, we see we see the problems here. We're, we're, we're in a massive populated area. Uh, but there's a problem in Uri. Why do we have the likes of ourselves and Mitchells, Bosco, Shamrocks? And I would say, would there be 100 18-year-olds playing Gaelic football in Uri? I wouldn't think so. Uh, yeah, now having this, yeah, so this is a real incentive. I mean, when the clubhouse is here, you're obviously going to attract more people. It's going to be, you know, a springboard to get more younger people involved and, you know, build on things that way. Ideally, yeah. And it's it's to the benefit of everybody in the area. We we need uh, the GA to be strong in the area. We need uh, Gilly Football to be strong in this area. But we are, it's ben- it's a benefit to the whole of Newry, the whole Newry area, and especially this community here. You know, when you drive from the five ways up the clog roundabout and you look at the whole area, there's a lot of houses, but there's very, very little sporting infrastructure apart from us. So, you know, we're taking on what maybe others should have done in the past. And that's probably the reality, you know. And in the future, there's going to be very, very few GA clubs, no matter what county they're in, are going to do what we've done. Go build a club. Go build a field, gain land. It's, let's face it, what we're doing now, some clubs did over maybe 50, 60, 70, maybe 100 years to do. So it's not easy, you know. Um, what do you think of the shape of, um, speaking about hurling, what do you think of the shape of Armagh hurling um, at the moment? Um, we were very, very unfortunate now in, in the National League final, Division 3 against Donegal. I think the, the old adage of the game in another five minutes we might have been successful, you know, but um, I think it's actually in a positive state and it's it's in a better state than we believe. The county on the 17s under Mehan Murphy and Damien Kirk have done tremendous progress. Uh, and it's unfortunate COVID-19 hit when it did because we were getting a number of challenge matches organised. And the Saturday before lockdown, uh, we played a Belfast Select and in the first five minutes we scored 2-6, 2-7. Uh, one lad, uh, Ronan McAllister, actually from Cross McLean, who plays for the Crave Rail Club, scored two fantastic goals. So at underage level, the players are there. It's getting that pathway from the under-17s into the senior. And that is where we do need a very effective county under-20 stroke under-21 team. And that's where Crow Park has to come in and organise a competition which is meaningful. 
what we have at the moment at County Under 15, Under 17 in Harlan and the Wicker Counties is brilliant. It's great. We have games. We have games at their own level. And no matter what sport you're in, you need games to progress. You can't be training, training just for one match. But uh, a, a good under-20 competition would really move the weaker counties, including Armagh on. Uh, county senior level this year, there's a strong panel. And then those young lads, you would expect maybe to start filtering in in the next year or two. Uh, we still have a problem with Jewel. Armagh is a football county. But we do have a number of very, very gifted and strong hurlers within this county. Um, and then there's always the one or two who move in. At the moment, we have the hurling league on at the moment, Division One and Division Two, and it's it's quite it's quite competitive. Uh, and Derry Noose is made dark horses this year. Derry Noose picked the Hullians in the semi final of the county championship, and one of them are going to get the county final. Katie and Middletown meet in the quarter final, a very very unusual quarter final pairing, and uh, then the winners of that play Sean Tracy's. In the junior hurling championship, it's wide open. Uh, my own Craig Brewer are putting tremendous work in there under Paul Cunningham. Uh, COVID-19, I don't know, but uh, there's nobody travelling, so the panel is quite big and quite strong. Uh, it's great to see Ryan Lewis back, a very, very gifted uh, corner forward. Uh, and some of the younger lads too, like uh, uh, the two O'Hares, Oshin and Tiernan, uh, are potential county players in the future. Very, very good. And Tiernan, Tiernan's accuracy in place balls is outstanding. Uh, and then what has been the real positive impact this year is the emergence of St Malachy's in Portadown. St Malachy's who had um, folded or disappeared for a number of years are back and uh, we played them. It was a very tough competitive game. and It's great to see them in the junior level again. And then at underage, they have a very good wee under 13 team as well. Uh, and then we have the likes of Gahullion Seconds, the junior. Very, very competitive. And I have to say, Cahullians deserve tremendous credit for putting out two teams in the Senior League, Division 1 and Division 2, thereby ensuring all their players, all their players at that age group, can get senior hurling and keeps those boys involved. Uh, you were talking there about dual having a, still having a problem with um, dual players in, in, in the county. But how, how do you think some counties are able to manage it? I mean, some counties are dual and they seem to be able to work it. How come Armagh have always struggled in that regard and down well, as well, I guess? Well, I suppose at an underage level, you know, we, we have to be realistic here. The Putting on the, the, the Armagh football jersey, which is the exact same as an Armagh hurling jersey, at underage level, there, there's a bit more kudos with it, uh, and the young lads. Some young lads want to go, but we've had we've had a number of dual players in the last three or four years at minor level, and the two O'Hares are prime examples. Ushin and Tiernan both played county minor football and county minor hurling, uh, and Aidan Harney uh, went and played county minor hurling uh, last year, and as far as I know, the footballers are wanting. So the reality was, dual is you know the young people of the, of, of the county. And we have more football clubs in the county. That that's really where the jewels are. It's not a problem. It's there. We are a footballing county. We are. But Harlan has an inroad, and Harlan has uh, its rightful place too. Like the county Harlan final this year would still have a good crowd. Uh, it'll still be a, a, a great occasion. Uh, it's unfortunate now because there's no Ulster Club Championship, but totally understandable with COVID nineteen, and that we are restricted in the number of games we have. But you know, a support, whether it's uh, county management level, Koshibana Shore, or CCC, you know, I get as much support 
as I want. I, I get full support uh, in relation to the promotion of hurling. Um, what about in terms of, you know, um, press coverage and stuff like that? I don't, I mean, hurling doesn't get as much coverage um, realistically. Do you think that's something that should be worked on or could be worked on? Do you think it should be promoted more? Well, yeah, well, I'd agree with that. Like, but that goes in the very top, like whether the Sunday game, you know, there, there's some outstanding matches in the, the, the Nicky Rackard or the Joe McDonough and they don't get even get a second uh, coverage in the Sunday game. Prime example is Armagh played Throne, Nicky Rackard semi-final year before last. It was it's a brilliant game, very well refereed by Kevin Brady of Loud. Um, there probably was only a couple of hundred people at the match, 500 people at the match, but there was goals there on that day were absolute clinkers. Um, and Dublin, I mean, I know, you know, Dublin always get a, a bad rap about everything, but um, you have to say, like, that definitely when Dublin hurling sort of, you know, brought an awful lot of people in, into the game that probably never would have watched it before, did that, did that help things at all? Well, what Dublin did, Dublin planned about 15 years ago, and they had a school structure. And the school structure is vitally important. They had a North Dublin and a South Dublin, and they entered the Leinster, school, the Leinster Senior Schools competitions as a combined identity. We need to do that here. We have a lot of the children here, whether Calivi or Craigrua, go to St Coleman's, and they play B. St Paul's, hopefully, I would like to see them play uh, more competitive hurling. Uh, and then you have Katie. But it's not enough schools play at secondary level or second level, it's not enough schools play hurling to really progress. You need all the schools playing, but you need those schools playing at the highest possible level. But the structures are there now. We have an under 15. We have a representative from each of the clubs involved in the county under 15 development squad. We have the under 17s, which started back last October for a competition which really starts in March. And the results of the last few years have been very, very impressive. They went down to Westmead to Cusick Park in Mullingar and went out and uh, blitzed a very good Westmead team. They played a leash team in the semi-final of the Celtic Challenge two years ago. Um, was draw, went to extra time and were unfortunately lost by four points in injury time. A team which had then three, four players that moved on to the Leash senior team. So the players are here. You know, unfortunately at times is we need more competition, you need more games and that comes down to teams and that is why it's great now that we have the likes of Carrick Cross, Casablini, uh, coming into the underage setup in Armagh and then at senior level with, with a Division 1, Division 2 but we had the likes of Warren Point unfortunately they couldn't now because of Covid but we have the likes of Nathan and Daw coming into the Armagh Senior Hurling League it's it's more competition more games with more games you'll develop yeah and back to here now um, so things are things are moving along at a, at a you know a, a rapid pace now I mean things are starting to really get going um, but you had a bit of trouble there recently with dumping, I, I believe. Yeah, well, as, as you can see up along the lane there, there's a road going to the old Alton of the Orange Hall there, and with some unscrupulous characters will come up at night, reverse up, and then dump uh, their illicit or, or their, their rubbish or whatever along the side there of the bank. That train going by there, Elaine, the train goes by here all the time. Do you see, well, even though we are on the edge of the city, we are um, quite exposed. Uh, there's nobody around here at night, so you will get on some unscrupulous characters will dump. Uh, we had a lot of wood there dumped recently as well. It's a very large site. You know, this is 15 and a half acres. 
do you have cameras or anything up here now or have you installed that's, any that's that's that, that that plan is in process so and look we have one or two individuals that come around walk late night too to keep an eye on so, look we're, we're very we're very very lucky too you know we we've had no vandalism you know and, and that has to be you know i like to thank the community as well so that that is something that's been very very positive it's just this now is a, a new adage that some people and some scriptless characters seem to want to dump. Uh, yeah, you're always going to get the, the, the odd bad apple, aren't you? Yeah. But look in the positive, you know, we have come from a, a place to where we had no changing room. And we had a small, very vibrant clubhouse. Our treasure, Frank Harvey, was the, the constant barman. Uh, but we didn't have the facility to grow. We didn't have the capability to grow. But here now, we have a full-size field. We will have, as of next April, a clubhouse and a home. So now we can start to grow and develop. Um, and, and, and that's what it's all about. Like, you know, you can't stand still. You know, we were for many years bottom of Division 4, year on, year on. But this is a very, very large area. I believe it's, it's we don't know what the future holds, but I think it's very, very positive. As I say, the, the future's maroon and white. You know, uh, if anybody wants to come and, you know, play underage football, or girls football, or senior football, contact any committee member or myself. Everybody's welcome. Doesn't matter if you're a down man or an arma man or a down woman or an arma woman. You know, we we want to um, progress. And for those who don't want to play and they want to sing or they want to get involved in score, you know, we were quite active for a number of years here in score. Unfortunately, when you're getting involved in development like this, things slip. But you know, we wanna we, we were very heavily involved in the so Tranic. This, yes. this is a whole club, you you really are out to make this club, you know, in, in all areas. In all it's it's this is all about the community. Like there's a massive population in this community. So there there are people out there who were with us and left. They may have retired or just got fed up with sports. But we want everybody to come back. And everybody has a part to play. Whether as you seen there I was cut in the field or been get man, or been involved in score, or involved in underage, or ladies football, or community. Like the plan here is to have a crash in the club. So that would cement us involved with the community as wow, well. That's more. really big, having a crash and everything. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that is the plan. Like the, the building, you know, some call it a clubhouse, we call it a community hub. Like it's a community building. The, 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 the finance came from the Department of Communities. So it is going to be a community building. So this this field, this club, this building is for the community, you know, and that's what the GA is about. You know, you ask me where do you want to see ourselves this year, you know, there's no point us won the county junior title if there's nobody around to celebrate with. We we want the this part of Newry to grow with us. And Newry is evolving. Newry's changing. Uh, if you'd have come here ten years ago, you were in the countryside. Come here in five years' time, we're in the middle of the city. The field directly opposite this development has planned permission for 450 houses. The next field is houses. The field down the road is more planned permission for houses. So we're we are now will be surrounded by development in the next five years. And five years will go very, very quickly. Yeah, it certainly will. Okay, well, David, thanks very much. And I wish you well, all thank the you, very, Liam. very thank best. Thank you. And you know, any of your listeners want to come up and watch us play or get involved, they're more than welcome. As I mentioned earlier, I went to see the match between Mullabon and Anakmore um, in Ballymacnab on Friday night. And this was a fantastic game, um, which had four goals in all. 
The finishing scoreline was 4.13 to 13 points. And Mullabon manager Peter McDonnell, who is, of course, the former Armagh manager, was absolutely delighted with the performance of his young charges, especially, as he says, it was a collective effort. Uh, he didn't want to single out any players in particular, but he did mention Cormac Smith as somebody who stood out to him and was really happy that Kieran McGinney was on the sideline having a look. So I caught up with Peter after the game and here's what he had to say. You're certainly firing in the goals, that's for sure. Well, listen, I have to say when people play for each other, when they run for each other, when they're there for each other, then anything can happen. And I think all our goals were, were was uh, testament to that. There was people off the shoulder. The, the goals came with a number of options there, either or. We made the goals, so that's, that was very, very pleasing. Alec Moore is a small a team that has, is, is well galvanised for occasions like this here. I played against Alec Moore many years ago and we were favourites and we were two divisions above them and the beat us in the intermediate. And I've been harping on all week about the threat that Anik Moore posed. Like, certainly we had no God-given right to expect uh, a result here. We had to walk for it. We had to expect walk. And I think we, well, we got walk and from walk came a result. But Anik Moore certainly, I, you know, we have the utmost respect for them. They've a small pick and they've been in the senior uh, the senior leagues now in championship this last number of years, so uh, it, it's a big ask for us. It mightn't be a big ask for some other clubs, but uh, I, I'm delighted that we got through that championship match. We are improving, but you see, with the shutdown and everything else, we didn't get challenge matches. And I'm in a very awkward position in that there is slight variance between what the GEA is asking, the protocols that are established there, and the protocols that has been put in place for me as a principal of a, of, a, of a primary school. So I'm asking people in our community to follow certain guidelines and, and recommendations on, on one hand, and then I have you know, the football on another hand. So I have to be the same man in Mullaban as headmaster and as manager of the team. And in that regard, we didn't take challenge matches, and it, we were very rusty against Silverbridge. We were rusty for most of the game against Tanner, but got better. And we had less rust on our limbs last weekend. So it takes about three to four matches just to get going. So, uh, as I say, with that closed down, the fellas hadn't been playing football. So it was a, a slow enough start. But listen, all I can ask for is honesty. Honesty of effort, honesty of commitment and simplicity in football. I'm not sure what the hell, anything can happen. There's only one bite at the chase. Yeah, you're in the last eight now, yeah. Oh, thanks very much. That's 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 great. <laughs> but, but, uh, but the last thing I said to the lads there was, listen, just hold it, because now other things can take it away from you. It can take away your focus, getting carried away with what people say to you, expectations raise. It's awful important that we hold on to the life jacket that has kept us afloat in this championship, and our life jacket has been made up of hard work and simple football. And we can't let occasion take away from us. There were some great performances out there. Oh, yeah. Yes. Unless, with the exception of our captain, that's our under-21 team from last year. So, Kieran Grant, what's, he, he turned 30 last weekend. Uh, sorry, there's one other lad there, or two lads then, that was on the 21 two years ago. But that's our under-21 team from last year. So, there is a, maybe an innocence with them. There's a vitality with them. 
and there's a fearlessness in them. And in that, I could pick out different lads and say, yes, they were wonderful. But I, I prefer just to focus in on the collective. I think they were wonderful together. They complemented each other tonight. If everybody does that wee bit, uh, every man has a different thing to bring. But I will say, I'm delighted there that Cormac Smith's performance in the middle of the field was of great concern to our opposition and was of great advantage to ourselves. And I'm sure of great spectacle to Keir McGeaney who watched it. He's made on the 20 midfielder from the Derry match two years ago and Derry couldn't contain him. So I have high hopes for the lad. He's at, he's at St Mary's now at the minute and uh, he's a wee bit raw, but like, like he's, he's, he's only just turned 20. I'm not going to shake my hand. Thank you very much. Thanks. Here and here, did you say? Where was he? Hiding. <laughs> the other match that I went to see on Saturday um, at Pierce Oak Park was a real thriller between Calivi and Grange. Um, this match went all the way to extra time. Um, Calivi scored a penalty early on and they kept their noses in front. Um, but Grange kept um, plugging away and uh, they just trailed by a point, 1-4 to 0-6 at half time. But the drama had just started. Um, Calivi had a man sent off just before the break and things went from bad to worse for the South Armagh side when um, another player was dismissed 12 minutes into the second half after he picked up a black card following on from a yellow. Even though there were two men down, um, Calivi seemed to galvanise after that and um, it took a huge monster point from um, county man Ethan Rafferty late on to take the game into extra time. Um, extra time, of course, was a different story. Um, Calivi got three scores in a row in the first period and three points in a row in the first period and that set them on their way. And then a goal late on finalised it um, and, they won, and they won out. Here's manager Paul McArdle's take on the game. Well, that was, that was some game. It was tough. It was tough. I took, took the whole team, whole squad, our full bench. And I took the bench to get us over the lane. Yeah, I mean, you would have been the favourites coming into this game, I mean, by most accounts anyway. Um, they gave you some game, didn't they? Absolutely. We knew what they were going to bring to the table. We've seen them playing a couple of times. There's some quality players. There's quality all over the field. We knew it was going to be a dogfight down here. But thank God we we pushed out and got the win anyway. And you were two men down, um, you know, so that was, I suppose, even more pleasing until obviously extra time when you got your men back again. But um, to be able to fight like that with I know, two I, have, down. I have no, I have no doubt in the fighting spirit that we have in the squad. Two men down or not, it happened to us before. We know these boys will fight to the death to get get it over the line. To whatever we have to do, we'll do it. And you're into the last eight now, so last eight, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a strange um, situation, you know, having it's, the knock, straight knockout. How, do you, how are you finding that? Well, uh, the only I, I love it to be honest, because that's what I played all my life was knockout football. But everybody's in the same boat, and I would say it was a great game today. Clean all the way through, hard fought, and I think we deserve to win in the end. How did you feel about the the penalty at the start? I mean, it was. It was a foot block, wasn't it? It was a foot block, yeah. I mean, from where I was standing, it was a penalty. Yeah. And thank God our mom put it away. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, so you've. I just wanted to ask you about the um the situation with the 
the the club with COVID and you having been shut down a few weeks ago. Yeah. How, how, how did everything? You know, you were back up and running pretty quickly. Straight yeah, away. there it was. was like, yeah, it was yeah. only a week, really, wasn't it? It was a bit of a disturbance. Obviously, it put us off our momentum, but I think the club handled it fierce well. We got over 150 people tested. And yeah, was everybody tested? Was absolutely. It? Uh, over 150 were tested and they all came back negative. Yeah, so there was and only four players, was there? No, there was only, th- well, three playing members and there was another one or two who wouldn't be playing members. I think the club handle it brilliantly yeah. to be honest because it's quite a worry at the moment you know you see a few counties in, in the south now are shutting down and there's no GAA at all being played like in Kildare and places like that well, is, you, do you think you've had your spell now and your? oh uh, I certainly hope so as, lo- <laughs> as long as we keep it away from here we're going to keep on motoring yeah so and you're looking forward to going as far as you can now in the championship what yeah well it's a short that was as tough a game as we've played probably in a couple of years and it's a short turnaround we're out again next week so it's going to be tough we a couple of injuries there and stuff, but we'll get back at it. We'll get working Did on it. Did you get some injuries today there? Yeah, Kieran O'Hanlon yeah. pulled his hamstring. I thought uh, I didn't know it was a dead leg or if he's. Shea McGill, the goalkeeper, has rib injury and stuff, but we'll get that sorted out early during the week, hopefully. Yeah. Well, congratulations so. again. It was a great game to watch. Thanks a million. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Enough, Paul. All the best. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Eye on the Ball. If so, subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to get all your news from Arma Eye. And I hope you join me next week. Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan.